0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast episode on a Mladarini platform. My name is Lola Polonovic, and I'm a junior researcher at the European Policy Center TEP from Belgrade. Mladarini is a regional platform for young people from the Western Balkans. It gives young people the space to express themselves on important topics from environmental issues, freedom on the Internet, to issues of democracy and the rule of law. You can visit us at www.mladarini.org. Um, This platform is available in all languages of the Western Balkans, as well as in English. Today, we have the absolute honor to welcome His Excellency Carlo Locascio, the Italian ambassador to Serbia, and and Dragana Grahovac, a young leader from the Western Balkans. Today, our focus will be on the topics of the third working group, one continent, one environment. Uh, The environment has been one of the topics which has occupied the agenda of the EU institutions for a considerable amount of time. Uh, The adoption of the European Green Deal, the strive to become the first continent to become fully climate neutral, numerous packages as well as countless euros invested for the adoption of clean energy sources and adaptation to climate change. Um, Today we'll reflect on the following overall question. How do we organize environmental protection and the fight against climate change at the continental level? And what role do we leave for the Balkans in this fight? With all this being said, let us turn to His Excellency Lokasho. Welcome to the podcast. As I said previously, the Green Agenda has been quite a popular topic in the last decade. With respect to air pollution and climate change, Italy is pushing initiatives designed to reduce black carbon emissions, particularly in the transportation sector. Through the Sustainable Mobility Fund, Italy has co-funded nearly 190 projects at a total cost of 195 million euros. Could you point out some things that Italy, as a proud EU member, has been doing in the process of climate adaptation? How can these technologies or initiatives be applied here in the Western Balkans?
1: Well, I will sum up our work by saying that Italy is back on track. In fact, uh, we achieved key results in the field of climate change during uh, our G20 presidency and COP26 co-presidency. We committed to work ourselves and urge other countries to do likewise in order to achieve a net-zero greenhouse gas emission no later than 2050. Under Italian chairmanship, the G20 reaffirmed the most ambitious goal of the Paris Agreement to keep the average temperature increased to plus one point, uh, degrees Celsius in uh, 2100 compared to the pre-industrial era. Ecological transition is also one of the three priorities of the Italian Recovery and Resilience Plan, which has been financed by the Next Generation EU program. With the RRP and its reform, Italy is going to be a fairer and greener allocating important funds to finance the management of waste and water resources, sustainable mobility and energy efficiency of buildings. All these efforts will have a positive impact not only for Italy, but also abroad, where we could have and we want to to support know-how and best practices that could be applied locally. For this reason, we are working on realizing a waste and water management workshop in Belgrade by the end of this year.
0: Now I'd like to turn to Dragana Grahovac, one of the five young leaders who have had the opportunity to go to Rome and further discuss these issues. Dragana, welcome to the podcast. So first I want to ask you, how was Rome? How did you see the call for applications? Why did you apply and how did your background prepare you for the participation in this very important forum?
2: Okay, first of all, I would like to thank you for inviting me to record this podcast. It is a really great pleasure to be here with you and talk to you not just because you work here but also because you're my uh, co-worker let's say because you're also young European ambassador as I am now um, and um, so for the first question uh, how was Rome uh, well uh, I was already in Rome let's say four years ago five days I was there and I really liked it a lot and when I saw the opportunity it was one let's say uh, stimulants to apply because I wanted to go again there because it looks so great because it's so it's so so glorious so I really liked it but we didn't have so much opportunity during the forum to visit the room because we were working uh, like let's say from 9 to 5 p.m. we were working on our pro- proposals and then we all, we only had time to visit the room during the night mm-hmm. but it's, it was also great to go there with new friends so I, I really liked it and um, how I saw the opportunity well uh, because I'm now young European ambassador they showed us that uh, application and when I when I read it and when I saw what they were what their aims were I felt really like that was a really big chance for me but let's, to be honest I thought that I didn't have so much chance to be no, uh, why? Well, because I'm not because I'm studying chemical engineer and mm-hmm. engineering, and I thought that it was a call just for people who are studying EU laws and something familiar or something like that. Yeah. And when I saw that I was chosen, I, I was really happy and I was a little bit shocked because it was a great opportunity to me to go there and to meet other people who mm-hmm. think like a bit, think like with bit me like me. And I mean, I only. Um, for one working group, one continent, one environment for which I was chosen mm-hmm. because I didn't have so much, let's say, knowledge for other teams and other works, other work, working groups. So so I really, really was honored to be, to be chosen and to go there.
0: That is amazing. And it's interesting that you pointed out that you thought it was solely for political scientists yes, and yes. Uh, let's say psychologists and whatever historians. But I want to know more. How did... How, did, how is, does your education in chemical engineering prepare you to talk about environmental issues? Do you have specific courses that you follow? Is it a personal interest of yours? Tell me more.
2: Well, uh, since I'm only now second year at my faculty, we didn't, I didn't have a chance to, uh, let's say, have some formal education about environmental protection and environmental crisis. But let's say five years ago when I started volunteering at Young Researchers of Serbia at some let's say environmental uh, uh, volunteering acts and uh, projects, uh, I, I became more uh, aware about what, what problems we do have here, in, not only in Serbia, but the whole region. Young researchers of Serbia were my first step on this mm-hmm. path. And then I became involved. I, I, was, I was working in one, let's say environmental organization, Impact ECHO and then I continued with the World Wildlife Fund here where I'm, he, when I, where I'm uh, also now volunteer. Yes. And uh, as a young European ambassador whose key area is environmental protection, I had so much opportunities to listen about not only a Green Agenda and other laws and other environmental um, uh, documents. That are that are made in that are that are written in Europe and that also we have here on Balkan, and so let's say that those were the steps who which introduced
0: me to the to the topic. Mm-hmm. So now I want to more. Uh, I want to know more about your working group, which is titled "One Content, One Environment." So tell me more about working there. Was it easy to come to certain? conclusions, or even identify the problems, similar problems with your colleagues from the EU. Because from what I've heard and what I've learned, it wasn't just people and young leaders from the Western Balkans who were there, it was also people from the EU. So how difficult was it to come to the same um, ideas and conclusions with your counterparts from the EU?
2: Yes, thank you, that's a great question. Well, uh, when we gathered, let's say on the first day after the dinner reception, Uh, We started with brainstorming because our mentor, uh, Yasmina Hodic, uh, sent us an email where were, let's say, 10 or 15 terms uh, about environmental protection, and we had to, let's say, explain them, like every one of them in two minutes, and then to say something, why is that important and why it isn't, what can we say where we can see the connection between that term and in the Balkan region. And then after all, we saw that we see the same problem, that we see that uh, we have the most problem with our environmental protection here in Balkan. Because let's say uh, one, one uh, information, our 16 fabrics uh, pollute the, the air as uh, equal as uh, 220 from European Union. Oh my God. So we saw that like uh, when we see that fact that we have many, many problems here in mm-hmm. Balkan. And even though uh, our working group consisted from 14 members and five of uh, us were only from the Western Balkan six, uh, the others from European Union Union were familiar with the problem here because mm-hmm. they were either sta- studying there, studying, studying in Europe about uh, politics in uh, Balkan or about var- environmental protection, or some of them were on Erasmus Plus programs in here in uh, Serbia or in Bosnia. So they, they really wanted to help us and mm-hmm. to talk about the, the problem and, the, and, of course, to find the solutions.
0: Okay. So your working group noted that there is a strong disbalance from, between the adoption and the implementation and enforcement of the environmental laws and regulations. Um, what did you and your fellow youth leaders propose as, as a solution to this issue?
2: Uh, well, since, yes, we, we saw that that's the main problem. Uh, we saw that we as youth need to talk more about it and to use let's say this year 2022 as uh, youth year a european youth year to uh, not talk directly to policy makers but to talk to uh, someone who is let's say bigger than us who has more power who who is a policy maker and then to uh, to urge them to really implement those things because when you when you see Sofia Declaration, and then you, uh, you then you see what's what are uh, what are our our states doing about that, mm-hmm. you can see that there's a really big disbalance between them. So we wanted to go out in front of Luigi Di Maio and to say that we need to push them to really work something about mm-hmm. it, because we have main the main problem is is with coal with with decarbonisation. So we wanted to to reach the EU, to recognize that the Western Balkans need to decarbonize uh, our energy systems. And as I said, uh, of course, with the with the uh, primary uh, about um, phasing out coal. And also we want to use more renewable, renewable energy because we are using only a little percent of hydropowers and we can use a lot of them. Because we live on a, because we live in a region where that can be used and mm-hmm. really efficient and everything.
0: As a member of the civil society, uh, we understand that we have a really big role to play in protecting the environment. Do you believe that we and you guys are uh, one of the key stakeholders in fight against and adaptation to the climate change?
2: Yes, of course I do. Because as as I said, my. Path to this uh, forum was started with my uh, volunteering and about and started with the fighting with climate change. So I think that every one of us can do something like that. It, I mean, uh, not only and not, not every one of us is supposed to work with legislation and uh, with something that has with proposing laws mm-hmm. when it comes to that, but we can fight in the other way, we can do something real in our world, we can let's say. Just look what we are using, what we are throwing out. So, so we think that we are the we are the main we are the main um, stage that needs to we are the main people who need to fight against it. Um, so, in so in the way we can do that, we need to raise awareness among not you and me who know something about it, but among other people, and we can do that only through education, starting with primary schools, let's say, and. Uh, making these declarations and everything that has with uh, with environmental protection visible and understandable for all people. Because someone who sees Sofia Declaration, which has many technical terms and uh, sentences, you can't quite understand what is it about mm-hmm. or what is about Green Agenda, even though it's a longer document, let's mm-hmm. say. You can't really understand it because it's not written in our, let's say, Uh, common day language yes yes for sure so I think that that's the main main thing that we need to do to make everything uh, readable understandable for people because everyone wants to save our uh, save our environment because we go there every day we go to parks we go to forests and we see that uh, from day
0: to day we have so much bigger problems Mm -hmm. so lastly I want to ask you um, do you think that there are enough opportunities for the youth of the Balkan and youth in general from your field? Because it's quite a specific field that uh, personally I have not had much interaction in youth politics and policy. Um, but do you think there are enough opportunities for people from natural sciences uh, to participate in such forums and to participate in non-formal education, to participate in policy making? Or do you see interest among your peers at the faculty for such causes? Uh,
2: at my faculty, we, we have one department, which is uh, for environmental engineering. So people there are really interested in the topic, but uh, apart from the faculty and from formal education, they don't do something really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know only two or three girls in my generation that are really interested and that are participating uh, in everyday situations, in, situation, in organizations. And that uh, are familiar and uh, that are more involved than the others but when it comes to the wider group let's say that we have so many opportunities I mean like I had to uh, apply for this forum mm-hmm. where as I can remember 1,300 of us applied. I think that uh, we have many chances not only the forums like this but many organizations like where I started with everything there's at not say at every corner, but for someone who wants to sa- find something, you can Google it and uh, find that. Yeah. I mean, last week, let's say, I also wanted to be more involved in topic more than I am now. I applied for one more, uh, let's say, in NGO uh, who's working with trainers who are ed- educating uh, little little ones in, mm-hmm. in, uh, in, in pre- primary team. schools, yeah. yes. So I hope for the best, but I, I, let's say as I, as
0: I could find that, everyone can find something. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to know, after coming back from Rome and participate, having participated in this forum, um, have you stayed in contact with your uh, fellow young leaders? Have you stayed in contact with the people who were delegates of Serbia? And what are your plans from now? How are you taking these conclusions to a higher stage? How are you propagating them and promoting the mm-hmm. conclusions that you came to? uh well i
2: stayed in contact uh, let's say first of all with my serbian group but also we have whatsapp chat where all members are so we communicate there even today where we are sending where we see some opportunities that not only us from western balkans can apply but also for the whole european union and for for all of us and specifically i stayed in contact with my working group we also have whatsapp chat and we Started our conversation about and uh, working on the project. Let's say after the new year, Mm -hmm. a couple of days after it, when one my fellow, uh, my my uh, my friend sent us uh, an email which said EU Balkan Forum, what's next? So after that email, we gathered let's say three times where we talked and discussed about uh, further uh, steps that we are going to take because we were told that we can work furthermore on our projects, and then uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs are really interested to uh, invest in our project and to really consider it if it's good enough. Mm -hmm. So we are now currently working on it, but we can't, uh, let's say, meet weekly or twice a week because everyone, uh, every of us has either a faculty or a job, but we are now on on a certain path. So I think that we are going to, let's say, in two or three months uh, to uh, get with a great idea and uh, and the developed project.
0: That's amazing. So finally, uh, what do you want to say to the young people who are listening to us? Do you have any big conclusion or big recommendation for them?
2: Well, I would say that they need to dream big and to continue dreaming like that because even if you think that you're not good enough for something, you are. You just need to fight for that. And uh, everything is achie- achievable. So just dream and uh, stay on that path.
0: Thank you so much. These were His Excellency Locascio, the Italian ambassador to Serbia, and Dragana Grahovac, a young leader. And you were listening to the mladeni podcast. See you next time and goodbye.